Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. So good to have you here with us today on episode 312. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking with my good friend, Jonathan Milligan, about the idea that your message matters. Now, Jonathan is a, a former teacher who's actually spent the last decade helping people fine tune the messages that they share with the world. He's really good at what he does. So if you've ever wondered if your message can really make a difference as a speaker, you're going to get a ton out of this episode. We're going to talk about the difference between having confidence in yourself and having confidence in your message. Message. Also going to be talking about imposter syndrome and how to handle it, which we know so many of us feel. We also talk about the comparison trap and how to avoid it. And then also during the, the end of the conversation, Jonathan explains his hourglass funnel approach to marketing, why he thinks it's one of the best ways to focus the work that you do in sharing your message. A lot of good stuff here. Let's get right into it. Here's my conversation on why your message matters with Jonathan Milligan. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us today. Today, joined by my buddy and uh, fellow entrepreneur, Mr. Jonathan Milligan. Jonathan, thanks for uh, being here with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. You bet, man. All right, so we've known each other for a few years, and I know that you work uh, with people who have a message that they need to get out into the world. So uh, for people who aren't familiar with you, kind of give us a, a snapshot overview of uh, who you are and what it is that you do. Yep, so I am a former high school teacher who grew up in a family of teachers and even married a teacher. How about that? Aren't and uh, Scandalous. I know. After a couple of years, I had this entrepreneurial itch. I wanted to do something. You know, I didn't know if that was what that was right. and went on a journey. And I tell you know, that journey in the book. But essentially, I fell into blogging, writing online, and then discovering everything that's available to us today to figure out how to build that business online. And so for the past uh, 11 years, I've been basically uh, building this business online and, and doing it full time. Very cool. And so uh, the, 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 my guess is that you, I know that you work with a lot of speakers and people who uh, are in speaking and coaching and consulting and a variety of different things. And so um, you kind of alluded to a new book that you've got out actually out today. Um, uh, if people are listening to it when this episode comes out, uh, a book called Your Message Matters. And so for a lot of speakers, especially early on in the process as they're figuring out, we, we teach kind of a, a five-step process and framework. First part of the process is selecting a problem to solve, getting really clear on who do you speak to and, and 
and what's the problem that you solve for that audience, which we've found like working with thousands of speakers, that's the most difficult part, which is I think why your book is so important um, to, to, reiterate, to reiterate and just hammer home that your message matters. So uh, first step of the process I know is, is just helping people to get clear on that message, to even just believe their message and that their, their message does matter. So can you talk about that a little bit as far as like uh, people who are going, I, I want to speak, I have some ideas of what I could speak about, but I, I, I don't know, like, does my message matter? I know there's other people that speak on this. Why me? Why should I be the one? What are some of those, those things that, that speakers need to be thinking about through this process? Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what? It's funny because even writing this book, the publisher really pushed me, tell your story, tell your story in the beginning. And I found myself, even in the midst of writing a book about talking about why your message matters, I'm sitting here going, I don't know if I got that big of a story to tell. Is my story yeah. that big of a deal? Is it that impactful? But I just kept coming back to some of the principles that uh, we talk about in the book. And yes, 100%, what we forget, and this is the big thing, you know, since 2011, I started working with people on helping them start a, an online business, primarily back then through blogging. And it was like they were great writers or they had a, a, a great topic, but something was blocking the path for them. They just couldn't get over it. And that was, they didn't believe in their own message. They didn't believe they, they had this fear of not being good enough, or they measure themselves up against the competition. Like one student said, I, I feel like I've got the folding table with the construction paper sign, and I'm sitting next to this booth that's got all this glittery array and everything's perfect. Right. And I just, there's already so many other people doing this. It's all that stuff in our head that keeps us from sharing that message to, and believing that we actually have one. Are, is any of that low, though valid? Because it is a completely normal thing that people feel those insecurities, those doubts, those worries. And like you said, it is, um, uh, I think even for, you know, you and I, we've been entrepreneurs for a long time. And so even still, I think we still deal with those same doubts and insecurities and fears and worries. Is that a good thing at all? Or um, does that ever go away? Or is it just kind of like you, you kind of accept it is what it is? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that it ever fully goes away. I think if yeah. somebody says it fully goes away, I think they're probably, you know, not very self-aware. Sure. Um, because I think we all have those moments of like, I mean, the entrepreneur life is like, hey, I think I got this figured out. And the next day, it's all falling apart. I don't right. understand. I, you know, I thought I, everything I did turned into gold and now it doesn't. Right. And so I think that never fully goes away. But what I talk about in the beginning of the book, and it's something that's always helped me, is to realize that my confidence doesn't come from me. My confidence comes in my message. In my message, if I believe my message can change someone's day or change someone's life, then it's almost like I have a stewardship responsibility to put it out there and right. to put my confidence in the message, not myself. Because when I put it in myself, it's like the ego gets in the way, you know, you start thinking about how are people perceiving me, you know, all that from speaking, it's, it's, uh, it can be a challenge for a lot of people, especially, especially when it comes to speaking, um, and stepping on stage and, and thinking about the audience and not how they're coming across. Right. So, so what would you say to that speaker though, who, especially early on in their, in their 
career. Maybe they're, they're still just getting started and they're, they're looking to other people who are, um, they're a better speaker. They have a better story. They can tell this in a more compelling way. It feels like their message matters, but I don't understand how my message matters. So, uh, it's important to remember, like everybody starts from zero, but what, like, what do you say to those speakers uh, and any, you know, communicator or anyone who's, who's, who wants to share their message, but is wondering like, there's already other people who are doing it who are just better than me at it. Yeah, I think the thing that we forget is that there is always going to be a percentage of audience that connects with you. It's your personality. It's the way you do things. It's kind of the same reason why, uh, you know, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. There's a lot of, surprisingly, uh, there's, there's a lot of like Mexican restaurants around. So it's like, you know, if it was true that this one Mexican joint like had it all figured out, right, then why would there ever be another one? And the thing about it is your message matters because you as a unique person, the more that you lean into your personality, how you are, you're going to attract your own people. Like my personality that I've discovered that I used to like really hate about myself is I'm more easygoing, laid back. You know, I'm not like a high energy, high charisma guy. And I used to like look at people who were and be like, I wish I could be that person. But what I've come to realize over time and actually listening to people is they said, Jonathan, you like ease all this stuff online. You help to like ease that. You, you make yeah. it simple. You relax me. You, you keep it practical step by step. And so even though those things for me is like, it's not that magical, uh, apparently it can be magical to other people. So the more you can just be yourself, the more you stand out. You actually become uh, more unique in just being yourself. What can we do to stop falling into the comparison trap though? Cause like you kind of alluded to there, like, um, learning to be comfortable in your own skin is, is difficult just for humanity, uh, let alone for entrepreneurs. But when you're, especially early on and you're getting going and you're looking at other people who are, they're getting traction and here's what they're doing. And so therefore I need to be more like them. You know, uh, I see Tony Robbins bouncing around stage and clapping and yelling and doing that sort of thing. Therefore I got to do that. Or I see such and such and they're really funny on stage and they tell jokes that are really good. And so I got to, I got to tell jokes. And so it's like, they, each of these different types of personalities like work, but as we're trying to like figure out where do we fit in as, as speakers, as communicators, as someone with, with a message, how do we not fall into that playing that comparison game? That is an awesome question. Here's, here's what I've kind of, I went down this road. So I went, you know, trying to, and part of it is we don't, I, I really think at the heart of it, we don't know who we really are. Like we don't know what we actually bring. We don't know yeah. our unique gifts. And because of that, we see other people's gifts and think, well, I need to do that. And one of the things that, that I talk about in the book that I believe really passionate about because it was my journey is that you don't find your purpose, you uncover it. And I was on this journey of like, I need, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Maybe. And, and it was just like this 10 years of like bouncing from one thing to the other. And I'm going to find my purpose, my thing, my calling somewhere out there. Right. Then all of a sudden I came across this book, old out of print book called Acres of Diamonds. And long story short, it's basically a farmer who sells his land, goes to try to find a bunch of diamonds, dies broke. Meanwhile, the farmer he sold it to found on the land a bunch of diamonds. And the moral of the story is that what you're looking for is right under your nose all along. And when I started looking more inside, uncovering 
what is unique about me? Because it's hard to read the label when we're inside the bottle. Yep. What's unique about me that I discount, but it's magic to others. And once I know what that is, I start doing that thing. And when I did this, what came out for me was to be a resourceful teacher. That was my thing. Uh, maybe I wasn't going to be a comedian or I wasn't going to do this or that or bounce around the stage like Tony Robbins, yeah. but I can be a resourceful teacher. And when I lean into that uniqueness and I lean into that, then that's where things begin to happen. Like your audience begins to really show up and they begin to latch on to you. And that's the thing that you have that you can offer that other people can't. Right. Do you feel like you can identify that um, with without the help of an outside source? Meaning that, you know, like you kind of alluded to, um, it's hard to read the label from inside the jar. And so the things that are obvious um, to us may just be like, you know, um, rocket science to someone else, but we don't think of it that way. Like, oh, I just assumed that everybody knew this or everybody could do this or this was a skill that everyone had. And that's not the case at all. And so sometimes we need like those outside people to tell us like, no, no, like you're really good at that. And a lot of people aren't, or you're really smart with this, or you communicate in this way, or you teach in this way. Do you think it's possible for people to be able to see that within themselves? Or uh, do we need some type of outside validation, whether that's, you know, a spouse or a friend or a coach or, you know, whoever. Uh, and if we need that outside help, like where do we find those people who can, you know, speak that into our lives? Yeah. Well, I needed an outside perspective because I just couldn't see it. Um, so I, I would think that's probably true for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's starting with the five people who know you best and just really asking them, you know, if you could describe me in three words, what three different words would you choose? And kind of getting those back from those five people and really looking at that. And that's when like the word resourceful came out. And at first I was like, I don't, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, and somebody else said practical. And I'm like, how does it resourceful and practical do anything? Mm -hmm. But then the more that I started doing that and attaching it to my influencer voice, which there's four that I talk about in the book, writer, teacher, speaker, coach. And for me, it was teacher. And when I put resourceful teacher together, I started thinking, you know what? That's why I like to do a run a membership site. That's why I like to uh, do webinars. That's why I have leaned into blogging. Now I'm doing a, a weekly live stream show. It's like my virtual classroom. And for me, the resourceful teacher is just where I love to serve. It feels natural and uh, it's, it's the thing that I love to do. And, and I want people to know that I'm not, any, like I started, we start off this conversation, I'm a high school teacher. Mm -hmm. So like anybody can figure out what their thing is. And once you start uncovering that, that's where you, and here's the beautiful thing, the awesome thing that it's really settling is your passions may change, but your purpose remains. So your passions, the problem you're trying to solve, you know, especially for speakers, their, their main topic, their talk, their thing may change, but who they are, how they show up best is going to stay with them. And that was settling for me to know that it's okay if my passions change over the course of my lifetime, but what's changed less about me is always going to be the same. And that's what I need to just learn to fully embrace because that's how I'm going to serve people best. 
So if I'm understanding correctly, so from like, a, let's take you as an example, you mentioned like you're um, a resourceful guy, a practical guy, you uh, have kind of a, a, and anytime I've been around you, you're just kind of a, an easygoing, calm demeanor. Um, and so that part of you is not going to change. But what you, the, the, the part that you may be teaching, um, that may be iterative. You know, like you mentioned, uh, you may be teaching blogging or you may be teaching writing or you may be teaching, and that could uh, change over time, but how you go about doing it and how you personally are showing up uh, is going to basically be the same throughout that. Would that be fair? 100%. You got it. That's it. And so it's a lot of that just, again, it feels like it's just learning to be comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, and so you go from uh, uh, believing the message to to defining that message. How do you figure out what that balance is between this is what you're passionate about, this is what you're interested in, this is what you're knowledgeable on, versus this is what people actually pay speakers or coaches or writers to talk about? Because there, there has to be that overlap. If you say I'm the, the world's greatest expert on um, underwater basket weaving, like that's great, but if nobody cares about it, um, it it's hard to, uh, it's hard to, to, to build a, a business around that. So how do you find that balance between here's what I'm passionate about, here's what I'm interested in, but here's what the market actually pays for? Yes. So in that section of the book, I talk about, you know, like a fire. Fire, there's three elements. You know, there's, there's heat, there's oxygen, there's fuel. You got to have all three elements to be able to have a fire. Well, to ignite your message, you need to know your purpose, like we just talked about. And then who are the people you want to serve? And specifically, I talk about egoic labels, which are, uh, without getting too far into it, it's, it's sort of like the, the, the descriptions we like to, to talk about ourselves. Like, I'm a Mac user, I'm a PC owner, I'm a Honda owner, whatever. It's like, figure out who that audience is. But then third and most important, and the way that I define passion, so we got purpose, people, the third one's passion, is what problem are you passionate about solving? Which goes into what you were talking about earlier. It's got to be able to solve a problem. And as entrepreneurs, we get paid to solve problems. Right. And so one of the things that I encourage people to do is, and anybody could do this, we just don't take time to do it, is actually do research on the, the problem you want to solve or your topic, your niche. Do research to find out, are people actually spending money? Are people buying books on this topic? Are people... Um, paying for courses, online courses on this? Are people uh, paying for coaching? I mean, there's plenty of ways to do it online. We just don't take the time to do it. But it's a big red flag if you go out online and like people aren't buying books, they're not, there's not conferences, there's not, you know what I mean? There's not all these things. Then that's a big caution. So it's got to be connected to something that people are passionate about solving uh, the problem. But people oftentimes make the mistake of of thinking like, there's no speakers talking about this. There's no <laughs> books on this. There's no products on this. I'm going to be the first. The world's going to thank me for bringing this to their doorstep. And it doesn't work like that. But wh why is that? That's because there's no, there's no demand. Yeah. There's no demand for it. It hasn't been proven. You know, uh, there's a, there's a saying that the guy on the ball headed guy on Shark Tank said uh, once. Mr. Wonderful. That, Kevin Mr. Wonderful. Yes. He's, <laughs> He said, pioneers get shot, settlers get rich. Yeah. And I don't want to be a pioneer because it's like you just stick in your neck out. I mean, it sounds very, you know, cavalier and, yep. you know, man, I found this thing that nobody else is talking about. The problem is there's, I, I've had people say, Jonathan, there's, I want to start a podcast on this topic. There's no podcast about this. Yeah. And I tell them, don't start the podcast. Like you want to actually see that there's like reviews and ratings and people right. are actually listening to this stuff. 
um, about your topic before you go start it. So 100%. Hey friends, do you know the five steps to book more gigs and get paid as a speaker? Well, if not, listen up because these same five steps to help me to grow a seven figure speaking career are all laid out in great detail in my latest book, The Successful Speaker. Five steps for booking gigs, getting paid and building your platform. Whether you want to speak as a side hustle or your dream is to become a full-time professional speaker, I know what it takes. I share all of that with you in this definitive step-by-step -step roadmap. Let me be your guide. Learn from my mistakes. Get paid what you know you're worth to share your unique message on stage. If you want to read the first chapter for free or just check out the book, go to thespeakerlab.com slash book. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash book. Check out your copy of The Successful Speaker. But again, don't people feel like, okay, I see other speakers who are doing that. I want to be a, you know, a leadership speaker. I want to be a customer service speaker. I want to be a sales speaker. But there's hundreds, if not thousands of other people who are already doing that. And so on one hand, yeah, it does validate that there are opportunities in the marketplace to speak on that or to teach on that. But on the other hand, like they, do they have a valid point that there's plenty of other people who are already doing this? So the market's already saturated on this topic. So why, why should I add my name to the hat when it's probably not going to make any difference? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that, that's, that makes it hard. It's tough. I mean, I don't know that there's an easy answer there. I would just say in proven markets, there are always opportunities in niching down in that market. Yeah. And uh, it, it's sort of like the, just use a quick example, back when the, like the Kindle book craze came out and people were, you know, making good money with Kindle books. And then over time, it kind of got saturated. Well, then where were, was money made? It was in the more niche books. Like people were searching for these super, super niche books and that's where they were making the money. And so I think, you know, just to say I'm a leadership expert, well, how can we attach that to something specific? Yeah. Like for me, my first blog was, I was a career coach, but I realized very early on within three months that I was trying to be a life and career coach for everybody. And when I niched into accounting and finance uh, careers, that's when things begin to take off. Because for me, uh, a CPA or a CFO or somebody that fell on my blog was like, oh, John man, Jonathan is my guy because he's not just anybody's career coach. He's an accounting and finance career coach. Yeah. And so I think there's opportunities if you feel that way, look down one level in a yeah. niche. Uh, I, man, I, I'm so glad you said that. I say that to speakers all the time. And it's so important that speakers that you hear that uh, because they, again, it's, it's easy to, it's counterintuitive because we think we, we cast a net as far as wide, as far and wide as possible that who do I speak to? I, I speak to humans. I speak to people. My <laughs> message is for everybody. And what do I speak about? What do you want me to speak about? I can speak about anything because we think like, well, if I just do career coaching for accountants, like that narrows it down. But like, no, no, like think about it from their perspective. They're, they're not looking for the generalist. They're looking for the specialist that I do this one thing but I'm really, really, really good at that one thing versus like being mediocre at a whole bunch of different things. So uh, that, that's really good advice. You touched on earlier that there, there's kind of four different types of ways to share your message, being a teacher, writer, speaker, coach. Uh, obviously, a lot of people listening to this are interested in speaking, but there are a lot of different ways to share a message beyond just speaking. So can you kind of talk about the differences between those four? Yes. So there, the good news is uh, you can develop skills in all four. 
So, you know, you might have your primary influencer voice, which is your fastest path to income and impact. It's what comes natural to you. It's what kind of gets your business up and going because it just feels natural and, and things like that. But you can develop these. Like I've over time developed all four of these into my business, not overnight the first get go, but over time. Yeah. So they can be created. Uh, the, here's some practical applications because we talk about this in the book that there's like 12 different income streams. And so obviously for speakers, you know, there's the, on the stage, you get, you, you get to go and speak, but there's a lot of other things that you may not think about. Um, for example, maybe you should be leveraging online more YouTube videos. Maybe you should be thinking about live streaming. Maybe you need to think about webinars as well, because speaking is your thing. It's what comes natural to you. If you're more of the writer, maybe you need to start with a blog, maybe, you know, expressing yourself through blogging. I, one of the things I did with my blog is uh, I, you know, I had my blog up and going and that was my thing. It was my creative outlet. And then years later started a podcast. And then I went back and repurposed all of that content into mm -hmm. podcast episodes. So there, you know, writer, t a teacher, I think a live stream show is great. It's a great place to start. Um, also, you know, a membership site would be a really good model for a teacher because they, they are constantly wanting to, learn new things, talk about new things, create new ways of teaching. Um, so writer, teacher, speaker, coach, you know, an interview podcast is a great place to start for a coach because they're just yeah. really good at asking questions. So the point is there, there are so many tools available to all of us and there's income streams available in all four of these different uh, influencer voices. Yeah. And what's cool is you, you, you can kind of pick and choose what makes sense for you and kind of what that combination looks like. Like you mentioned, there's 12 potential income streams that you talk about. Nobody has to do all 12, no, nor should uh, anybody do all 12. But if yeah. you do one, two, three, four of them or whatever it may be, like you get to figure out what combination of those makes sense for you and what you do may be vastly different from someone else. And that's okay. Like your business model, I know for us here at the Speaker Lab, there's certain things we don't do. Probably certain things that you talk about in the book, like here's, here's a good viable revenue uh, income streams that like we could do, and we just choose not to, but we do focus on, you know, this, this, and this over here. And so you get to decide uh, what it looks like. You get to, you get to design the rules to the game. Now I'm curious, like once you kind of determine what that message is, you've find that, you believe it. Um, it's more than just kind of, okay, I know what it is. And now I'm going to sit back, click my heels together, wait for the phone to ring. Uh, the difficult part for so many people is the marketing side of it. So what are those steps that we need to take for after we've clarified, determined what the message is, how do we begin to, to market it and get that message out to the world? Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, talk about what I call the hourglass funnel. So we can all picture an hourglass. And the hourglass has got really four habits attached to it. And so the first one's connect. So what are we doing to connect or get traffic, think about traffic, to actually get people into our hourglass? So the grains of the sand are the audience you want to serve and you want to pour them into the top of the hourglass funnel. But what attracts them to that, to that funnel is the create habit. So we have the connect habit, that's traffic. The connect, uh, the create habit is what are you doing to create some value out there? You know, whether it's a podcast or a live stream show or it's a blog, blogging or, or you're doing YouTube videos. Like I tell people all the time and uh, I believe this is true that you've only got two ways. If you've got a website up, you've only got two ways to market yourself. It's really either you promote yourself 
or you promote your content. And a lot of people don't like promoting themselves. Sure. So if you've got content, if you've got a podcast, if you're creating videos, then it's attracting people to you. You give them a reason to visit your website. But then the skinny part of the hourglass, if you've ever seen one of those old hourglasses, yeah. it's, the skinny part is the capture habit. That's where you wanna get people on an email list. And you know how important email list is, Grant, to mm -hmm. your business. And an email list is everything. It's like, that's where you develop the relationship. That's where, that's the energy and lifeblood of your business. It's uh, how you survive and tell people, you know, if my website shut down, I could say, hey, go find me over here. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the back part of the, of the hourglass funnel, the bottom is where all your products and services are. And so we've got the connect habit, create habit, capture, and then the bottom is compile. That's where you're compiling your products and services. So maybe not only do you speak, but you've got an online course that somebody can take, or maybe you have a membership site. Maybe you've got a mentoring or coaching program, like figuring out what those are. And then once you have those together, the beautiful thing is you can spend 90% of your work week in those four habits. What am I doing to constantly get people to flow through that funnel. And uh, when I started really leaning into that, I stopped doing the squirrel syndrome and stopped, you know, doing everything else. And I just focused on what am I doing in those four habits to grow my business? Uh, for a lot of, again, speakers and just people with a message that they want to share. Again, we, we like the, the delivery part, uh, meaning that, uh, for speakers, we, we just want to just, I just want to get on stage. I just want to, you know, uh, speak. I want to shake hands, kiss babies, do that sort of thing. But the, um, uh, the, the marketing side of setting all that up and setting up the hourglass at uh, that part's really, really difficult. And so what ends up happening is that you have people with great messages that don't do anything with it because that's really where the, the work begins. So what do you say to those, those speakers or those entrepreneurs who they have a great message, but they're somewhat either overwhelmed or they're confused or it's daunting or intimidating with the marketing that needs to happen. How do you get them to take action uh, so that they do have the opportunity to share their message? Yes. So here's what, here's what you need to know. You don't have to have complex funnels and all this automation to be successful. You can truly, truly keep it simple. So go back to the, to the hourglass on the create piece. What are you doing to create value? I don't care if it's a live stream show that you're popping in Facebook live and you're, you're constantly encouraging people but are you telling them a way to get on your email list? Like all you need is just one lead magnet, just one thing. Maybe it's the outline of your talk that's put into a written form, but what, or it's, a, it's just a simple checklist about something you talk about. Just create one landing page and one lead magnet. And uh, I've done this with my live stream show, my podcast, and uh, my blog post, it's all about getting one document that I created called the Discover Your Message Blueprint. And that's all, I mean, every time I'm, I'm doing some type of content or creating some kind of value, I just mention that and people get on the list. And once they're on the list, now it's entire, you can keep it simple. What is it that you want? If you just want to like get people to join your coaching program, you want to start one, then make it real simple. You know, you're, you're sending a couple emails, you're telling a little bit of maybe a story every once in a while, and you're saying, hey, if you'd like to inquire about coaching with me, click this link. So you can truly, truly keep it super simple. I think what happens is 
we think we've got to have all these complex back-end plans right. to be successful. And uh, the truth is you don't. Yeah. Well, we've, uh, again, we've been referring to it a few times here. Uh, the book, Your Message Matters is out now. Definitely would encourage people to, uh, to pick it up. Um, and one of the things that uh, you've been generous about to, to put together is uh, everybody loves a good deal. And so you've got a good deal for us. So we can actually uh, pay a couple bucks for shipping and you'll send us the book for free. Is that correct? Am I understanding that correct? You're going to send us the book for free? Yes. So I decided to buy a, a whole bunch of books and I just want to get the message out there. And so, yes, so people can go and uh, I know you'll, you'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, yeah. So people can go to uh, thespeakerlab.com slash message. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash message. And uh, again, you can get the book for free. Your message matters. It's out now. So go check that out. Again, thespeakerlab.com slash message. And uh, again, you just pay a couple bucks for shipping. Uh, Jonathan is gonna, and his team will send you a copy of the book. I highly recommend it. Definitely go check it out. Uh, Jonathan, we really appreciate the time, man. This has been a lot of fun. Congrats on the book. If people want to find out more about you and what you're up to in addition to the book, uh, where can we go? So marketyourmessage.com is the main uh, website where you can find us. And yeah, we would love to have you come check us out. Cool. Sounds good, man. We appreciate the time. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.